so squarely on my life. It made me free of covetousness. It made me free of rivalry. It made me free of ambition. I just knew that our church would grow because of the blessing of the Lord and that we'd experience great things. He says, I will make you uh, a great nation. I will bless you, and you shall be a blessing, verse 2. Then he says this. He says, I will bless those who bless you. I can't tell you how rich this verse is. I, uh, do you ever remember dropping a stone in a well when you're a kid and you listen to see how long it takes before you hear it splash? You can drop a stone in this verse for a long ways and it won't, you won't hear it hit bottom. This is a deep, deep verse. It says, I will bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And there's just times that the enemy raises up voices to try to hinder your progress and stop you from being what you're to be. And there's opposition. It's not like God blesses you and there's no opposition. There's lots of opposition. But the beautiful thing is the Lord's saying here and saying to my heart, I'll take care of that. Anyone who blesses you, I'll bless them. Anyone who curses you, anyone who damns you to failure, Anyone who reviles you, speaks against you, I'll look after that. And I've just seen it, just like, just one thing right after another where I've just been able to just go forward in peace because the Lord will look after that. It becomes, there's nothing that can impede your progress. When you're, when you're full of his favor and his blessing is squarely upon your life, nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop your business. Nothing can stop your family. Nothing can stop your spiritual growth. You can go into what God has for you, what he's called you into, and nothing can stop you. This blessing is like, is like God was given Abraham this massive credit card that just said, take this and use it. Use it. Use it at every opportunity. Use it to make your way. And um, he didn't need to rely on anything. And, and this got in Abram's heart. It got in his heart. And the first thing that happened, I mean, he leaves home. He leaves everything behind. And, and the Lord says, I'll show you where to go. And you can read in Hebrews 11 where it talks about this journey. He had no idea where he was going. He really didn't know where this thing was going to end up. Chunk about faith. But the first thing that happened is they hit famine. Can you imagine? You started in your business, and the first thing that happens is there's an economic crunch. Imagine starting your family. You got a baby that you just, you would, you, you didn't know you could love anyone so much as that baby. And then all of a sudden there's a crisis, an economic crisis. Well, that's what, that's what Abraham experienced. He experienced an economic crisis, but the, the Lord just assured him of his blessing that was upon him. And uh, he was able to navigate that. And actually, he, he got in line and went down to Egypt with everyone else. But when he came out, he came out richer than he went in. Everything, everything that happened to him. I love the story of Abraham because he's so human. He misses it. He makes mistakes. He does things. You know, he, he bought into this whole idea that hey, maybe I need to tell people that my wife is my sister so they don't kill me. And uh, he does that a couple times, and that gets passed down through into his family. Uh, it's, it's an amazing story. It's, he's human. That's one of the things that I like about it. It didn't, it didn't stop God from being friends with him. It didn't stop God from blessing him. It didn't stop God from using him as an example for every faith that's out there. He looks to Abraham as the father of their faith. It's an amazing thing. 
uh, gets into trouble, Pharaoh wants his wife. And uh, it's just an amazing story. Then he comes back. He's, he's so prosperous that his nephew, it's his brother's son, he's prosperous as well. Like everything that... I just, I just believe that if the blessing of the Lord is on you, it's going to affect the company you work for. It's going to affect the, your neighborhood. It's going to affect everything around you. And this is what happened to Abram. It affected Lot. And Lot, he starts to prosper. And next thing you know, their herdsmen are fighting over a little bit of real estate, places where they can feed their flocks. And Abraham says, no, 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 don't, don't fight. Don't fight. Now, you can do that when you're full of this sense that God's blessing is on you. It doesn't matter what happens, you're, you're going to make it. You're going to not just survive, you're going to thrive. And he says, no, 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 no. He says, I'll tell you what, choose the best land. Take whatever you want. He's full with a promise, so it says, it doesn't matter what you choose. God's blessing is upon me. And so Lot chose the most fertile, beautiful uh, pastures for his sheep near Sodom, near Gomorrah. Didn't turn out good for Lot. But God came to him and says, let you and I go for a walk. He says, everywhere your foot touches, every place your foot comes down, it's yours. Walk as far as you want to walk in any direction, it's yours. My blessing is upon you. An amazing promise, an amazing moment. And he had, a, he had a number of those moments. There's a time when five kings came against uh, Law and his family in that area, and they came up and they rode in, probably, probably rode in on bikes and had, had letters on their back or their jackets. And I mean, they, five, five kings rode in the town on Harleys and and, and, and Abraham, he's got 318 trained servants in his house, no weapons, no, they're not military people, they're farmers, they're, they're pastors. And, and, but when you're full of the blessing of God, it doesn't matter what you face, you just become, you just become Mel Gibson, you just tear into the thing. I mean, that's what he did. He just, he just got his guys and went in and seized everything that belonged to him and took it back from the enemy. He fought for his family. Who are you fighting for? What about you fighting for your family? What do you see the lion walking off of the lamb, one of your nieces or nephews? For my family, for my family, I'm it. For, for my family, all my nieces, my nephews, I, I, I'm in touch with them. When there's a crisis, I'm the guy that they call. I'm Abraham for my family because I believe. I believe God. I fight for my family. One of my relatives ended up in a mental institution. I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't take that. When I heard that, I walked into that mental institution and, and brought him out with my faith. Brought him out, saw, saw him come around in freedom. Someone has to fight. Someone has to fight. Someone with faith. Someone pregnant with the blessing of God. And he went in there and he came back out with everything. Met the king of Salem, the king of Salem, the king of... Uh, peace. It's almost the same name as Jerusalem. And he meets him, and this guy's unusual. He has no beginning, no end. And he's coming with, with bread and wine. 
It's just an amazing story. And he comes up and he blesses him. As soon as he sees Abraham, he blesses him. He says that the, the God of the possessor of heaven and earth bless you. That's, that's like saying the God who owns everything in heaven and everything in the earth is, is for you, fully for you. And Abraham, something went off in his heart. He said, he said, hey, fellas, he gets a servant. He says, set aside a tithe, 10% of everything I have, and give it to this guy. Now, you can tithe. You can be a giver. You don't have to live to get. You can be a tither. You can be a giver. You can say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the future. It doesn't matter the economics. It doesn't matter the famine. It doesn't matter the uh, social crisis that are coming. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Antifa does. It doesn't matter because I'm nine foot tall and bulletproof. I'm full of the blessing of the Lord. Tithe. Give them 10% of everything. You can do that when you know that it doesn't matter how much you give away and it doesn't matter. There's no, there's no shortage in God. I, I just feel rich. My bank account differs with me sometimes and argues with me sometimes, but... My heart says, you're rich, you're rich. I feel like Abraham. I, I'm full of the sense of the blessing of the Lord. And then when the king of Sodom come up and said, I'll tell you what, uh, you take this and I'll take these people. I want the people, interest in the, what he wanted. And Abraham did something that I wish every business person in here would get a hold of. He said, I won't take a shoelace of this stuff. I've raised my hand to the, the possessor of heaven and earth. That got into him when he heard that. I mean, he, he may have thought of it, about it before, but it's, it's new language. It's never been spoken before. He's getting to know God. He says, this is the God and oh, he owns everything. And he's my friend. He says, I've raised my hand that I will not, I'll not get rich by any means except by the blessing of God. I don't have to connive. I don't have to wheel and deal. I don't, have to, I don't have to do anything under the table. I don't have to do anything crooked. I don't have to, I don't have to manipulate the circumstances. I don't have to take advantage of people. Uh, this one sale is not my whole life. I've raised my hand. I've raised my hand. I've taken an oath before the Lord that I will not get rich except by the blessing of God. He didn't know, but Proverbs, there's a verse in Proverbs 10.22 that says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and adds no sorrow. He didn't know that. One of his descendants wrote that because he was under the blessing of Abraham. He said, this, this blessing, this blessing is everything. Amazing blessing of God. And it just kept going. Just kept going. There's so many stories of him saying, coming to him and visiting him. And one time he came to him in the night. He says, I've got, I've got lots of sheep and goats and livestock, but I don't have a, I don't have a son. I don't, have, I don't have anyone to give it to. There's something that happens in your heart where you get so much stuff. I remember meeting a, a guy up in Canada, a Scotsman, and he worked, he worked his whole life to build this empire of marinas and apartment buildings and all kinds of stuff. He was so blessed. Then it came to a point in time where he just wanted to give it all away. He worked harder to give it away than probably than he did to accumulate it. And Abraham's at that point, well, what's it for if I, if I can't give it to somebody? 
And God said, come on, come on out of this tent. If you can imagine, I'm on this side knoll, this pasture, prairie. And it comes out, and the stars are so real, you could almost reach up and touch them. And the stars and the black velvety sky is just so, so vast. And he says, count them. And his chin drops on his, on his chest, and he goes, one, two, three. I can't, I can't. There's no way. There's no way I can count them. He says, if you could, my friend, you'd be able to count how many children are going to come out of you. And he had, he had none. And he's ticking 100. I mean, he, he's not a young guy. I mean, this is, this is, his wife is past childbearing. And God's promising him amazing things, things that are deep in his heart, things that he, he longs for. What is it that you long for? What is it that you must have? There are people who are longing for a spouse, longing for children. Brad and Patty, they longed for children. I remember hearing that longing, and, and they went at it with faith, and that each one that was conceived was a, a miracle of faith, a tremendous effort of faith. What do you long for? Well, there's someone, there's a friend who wants to bless you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants to move in your life. He called him out. He says, count them. He says, oh, count them. I can't. But it was true. It actually happened. There was a time after Jesus was uh, crucified, he went into Abraham's bosom. And there's Abraham, and he's embraced everybody who's ever died. He's got the look in the very face of every descendant he ever had, see them face of, including Jesus, through whom he was prophesied that through your seed, the whole world would be blessed. Can you imagine the moment when Jesus stepped up to Abraham, and they saw each other face to face, and, and, and Jesus is the fulfillment of a promise that was thousands of years old, because God is faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his word. Can you imagine the moment where he doesn't have any children and God says, I want to change your name. I want to change your name to, let me see, father of the multitude. <laughs> I'm going to change your name. Can you imagine Abraham going into a town? He goes into a barber shop and the guy says, hey, old timer, you're New around here, where you're not from these parts. Uh, what's your name? And he hesitates. And he finally has to say it out loud. It doesn't quite fit his mouth. He says, "My name is the Father of the Multitudes." Father of the Multitudes. What a name! How many how many children do you have? And there's just that moment where faith. And what you believe in the promises and what God has said doesn't match reality. We've all been stuck in those places. What's your name? My name is the father of the multitudes. And he had to, he had to say that everywhere he went. Imagine them leaving the bazaar, and on the back of their cam camel, there's one of those baby on board symbols swaying on the back of the camels, uh, and, and Sarah's got a pram, all by faith, just a little buggy, all by faith, and that's, 
the kind of stuff that they're doing, renaming themselves. Amazing, amazing thing. The story goes on. Uh, Conflict after conflict, trial after trial, trials of faith. He gets the son, and then the Lord offer, asks them to offer him back up to him. Just an astounding story of faith. I wish for you to read it. There's lots of Valentine stuff in there as well. But let's fast forward. Let's go to Galatians, if you would. The other end of your Bible. If you're in Genesis, let's go to the other end, and let's go to Galatians. Listen to this. Go to Galatians chapter 3. This is where this this is where the rubber hits the road. Galatians chapter 3. He's he's grappling with these people on the issue of faith. And he brings up Abraham verse 6. He says, just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. If you're walking by faith, you're trying to please God with faith, you become a son of Abraham. Verse 8, in the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles. How many Gentiles here? Wave your hand if you're, I'm a Gentile. Wave your hand if you're a Gentile. That God would just, justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying that in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. That blessing that was pronounced on him in Genesis 12 traveled from heart to heart and home to home, nation to nation. And has come to rest inside of me. Here I am, a, a, a Gentile so far from God, didn't know God, wasn't raised to know God. I come to know him and, and, and find out that he's my friend and find out that he delights in my faith and, and that there's no end to what he'll provide and no end to how, much, how far he'll protect. And because that blessing was translated, it was transferred, just like a credit card that went down through the family. It was, it was something that could be inherited, and I got one. It came through Jesus Christ. Look at verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Verse uh, 26. For you all, you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 29. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I'm an heir of the promise that God gave Abraham and Genesis 12, I'm an heir because of Jesus, because through him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Isn't it an amazing thing that that vital, living, dramatic promise that was given to Abraham has gone all the way down to me, to you. Everything that applies to Abraham applies to you. That God can be your friend, and he's the, he's the possessor of heaven and earth, and he's on your side, and he's faithful to, to take you through. 
your business. It doesn't matter what it doesn't matter what is in the newspaper. It doesn't matter what comes out of Washington. It doesn't matter what comes out of Albany. What matters is what comes out of Genesis 12. And he, he, he delights in those who walk with him. And many of you have, have started a journey where you left everything that was familiar and you're, you're out there and you're in unfamiliar territory and you're hearing doctrines and being around people that are different than anything that you're raised with. But you know there's something shiny about them. You know there's something that you can see the blessing. Just like Abimelech, he saw the blessing on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He could see it. People can see it upon you. You're different. But in a sense, it's not you. It's Jesus, him being the one to catch that blessing and pass it into your heart. And he got it passed all the way down from Abraham. It went through the family like a family heirloom. What are you going to pass on to your kids? What are you going to pass on? Are you going to make them aware of a, there's a blessing squarely upon their life, that God's favor is upon them, and that nothing, nothing that they face has to be the final say. The final say is the promise of God, the faithfulness of God. And you, we, we train them, we teach them how to take every trial and milk it for all it's worth. We don't go around it, we go through it. We, we, we don't let it stop us, we embrace it because of the blessing of God. It's everything. It's everything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what life brings your way. It doesn't matter what goes on in, a, in America. It doesn't matter what goes on in Chile. It doesn't matter. It's the blessing of God. It's everything. Amen? Let's stand together. We're live streaming right now. There's people down in Delaware watching. There's people up in Ohio, over in Ohio watching, perhaps Baltimore and, and up in uh, Belleville, Ontario. We want God's blessing on, the, on them and on the church in Portugal. Why don't you just bless them right where you are? Whatever you bless shall be blessed indeed. God will bless whatever you bless. Why don't you bless your family? Stand up right where you are. Start with the ones that are furthest away from their potential. Bless them. Say, Father, what you did to me, I didn't know you, but you introduced yourself to me. Pray for your loved ones that are farthest away from God right now. Bless them, Father. You manifested yourself to Abraham. He didn't even know you were, but you manifested yourself to him. Manifest yourself to these loved ones, oh God. Take a minute. Fight for your family. Go ahead, fight. Father, take the blessing from me and put it on them. I want them to experience the fullness of your favor, O oh God. Shine your face upon them, O oh God. Lord, you introduced yourself to Abraham. Introduce yourself to my family. 
everyone in my family. I want them all to know you. Father, thank you that through Jesus we've inherited such a great, great possession, something that we have and can hold and something we can actually give away and pass on to our seed, to our children. Thank you for it, oh God. What a wonderful plan. What an amazing idea that you had and that you included us. Thank you for it, oh God. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen.